0: Been a great morning so far. I've been really blessed. Anybody else been blessed in the Lord today? Right? It's God is so good. He's so faithful. You know, we come to church in a hundred different ways, a hundred different scenarios. All of our mornings have looked different. All of our weeks have looked different. You know, if if we at a scale of one to ten, how are we doing today? One to ten. There, there wouldn't just be one to ten. There'd be that plus decimal places, right? Because, because we just the journey is hard, and 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 faithful sons and daughters of God don't automatically get a pass. Probably, probably the opposite of that. And so, and yet, yet God is so faithful to meet us, and and. He, he asks for just a little, just a little bit in his direction. And he's so ready. He's so ready to take hold of us. And that's really good for us because, you know, that, the, the stiff neckness of, like, the, the Israelites, it just gets passed down generation after generation. And we all have that little bit in us. I know I, know I do. You know, my neck is often so stiff and, uh, you know, it's not just when I wake up either, but, but it is also that. <laughs> so I, I'm going to make an attempt at a joke. I'm not a joke teller, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely not a, a pastor that tells jokes. It's just never been my way. Um, I just tend to like to get all bent out of shape in the Lord and, and speak from that. But I'm going to try and tell a joke. Uh, it's a joke about a deer. I'm a meat cutter by trade, a pastor by heart, and uh, me, there's, there's a joke about a deer. So two conservation officers come across a deer, not during hunting season, that's been shot in the head. Okay, and so they're both looking at this deer and they're saying, wow, well, this isn't hunting season, this is very illegal, but there's nobody here. How are we gonna figure out who did it? And so the one CO says to the other CO, I've got it. The evidence is all right on the deer. And the second guy says, okay, well tell me, how do you know who shot this deer? And the one CO says, it was the local pastor because the bullet went one ear and out the other. Oh, <laughs> right? I thought I hit it pretty good. Um, let, let's, let's not have that be us. Today, I think, I think, oh, the Bible is so relevant, and it's so relevant for each of us today, and uh, I, every time I come here, I say, if this is the one message you hear, then, then just remember this one, and, and, and that's the good thing about the Bible, is they're all life and death messages to us and to the people around us. So I want to talk about fire, and I want to talk about smoke. No, no. Not the way you think. Uh, there's no brimstone today. Not that kind of smoke. Um, I want to talk about fire, and I want to talk about smoke. But let's let's give ourselves to the Lord afresh today. If you if you guys want to put out your hands, we put out our hands because it's not a religious thing to do. It's it's we're acting out what our heart is doing. God, I surrender. I surrender. So Jesus. God, the Holy Spirit, we need the whole power of the Trinity working on our behalf. In in my voice, in my mind, Lord, would you shut that off? And would you speak? And would our ears be shut off and would you hear? And connect? And God, would we be able to embrace what you have to, that you wanna say, your word is very clear. Would we embrace it? whether it's comfortable or not, and would we walk out strong and prepared in you. Amen. Fire and smoke. We're going to be in 2 Corinthians, and we're going to be in a few spots, so if you want to be in 2 Corinthians, that's fine. Um, But I'm going to start there. I want to talk about fire to start. And we're going to be in 2 Corinthians 5, Verse 11, and onward. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. Corinthians was full of false teachers and teachers that wanted to preach the gospel out of the wrong motivation. They wanted to be famous, they wanted to be popular with the people, and they wanted to be powerful. And Paul was constantly pushing back, saying, it's the message, it's not the messenger. And so Paul is constantly in his letters talking about not falling prey to the false teachers around us. That's why he's saying it's not the outward appearance. It's not the performance that matters. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. And if we are in our right mind, it is for you. Verse 14, this is the verse for the day. For the love of Christ controls us. Because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, that those who might live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. This is the point of the, of the whole Bible. Jesus came to a people that didn't want him, that weren't ready for him, and that didn't know how to receive him. And he came with his mission, which was to love and to heal and to make sure that they had a chance to know his father. And in that, believe in him and be saved. And that's still our message today. Our message today is still quite simple. It's the same message that Jesus had. But I want to talk about this idea of control. Now, we're creatures of habit, are we not? Who is not a creature of habit? Feel free to put your hand up if you are not a creature of habit. We're made that way. We like what we like. Right? We like a certain level of routine. Even dysfunction is a routine. We have a framework in how we want to live. And it's deeply rooted in us. And that's why when you want to make a big change, okay, I want to get on a Bible reading plan, I want to go to a prayer meeting every Tuesday or whenever a prayer meeting is, I want to start uh, praying for my coworkers. These are great things, but it's going to take some time for that to take hold in our system. But we're creatures of habit. And what supercharges our habit? It's our motivation. When you're motivated for something, there's not much that's going to stop you. Because you end up, it's your engine, and you start putting all of your force and momentum and passion into one thing. And we all do this. We're creatures of habit that are fueled by motivation. If we, if we want to be the richest person in southern Manitoba, uh, that'd be hard because there's a lot of farmers that live here. But if we want to be that, it's going to direct everything we do. We're going to save. We're going to work. We're going to give that up. We're going to give this up. All because we're motivated to be the richest or the best or get that promotion And we will sacrifice anything that doesn't serve the motivation. Am I I off base here? This is who we are. This is who we're made to be. And that's why what motivates us, what, what that heart, fire, passion is, is so powerful and it's gonna be seen everywhere. Because it becomes who you are. You'll be, known, you'll be known by what motivates you. Even if you don't say it, you are going to be known by your motivations. That's, that's powerful. It's a little bit terrifying too, right? But it's powerful. And so if we're motivated by the right things, Well, the effect we can have. Fire and smoke. This is what Paul says again. For the love of Christ controls us, urges us, compels us, obsesses us. It's the engine that determines everything I do. as a body i would i would encourage you when seeking direction when seeking what to do next when seeking perhaps people to bring in lcf is in a flux am i yeah is that appropriate It's in a bit of a flux. It's in a bit of a season. There's there's room to weigh and discern and figure things out, fill things out, try some things. But, But seek to determine your motivations and seek to bring in motivated people that are compelled by the love of Jesus that may not be on a degree, it may not be on a smile, it may not be on an elegance, but you'll see it. To discern people that are controlled by Jesus and, their, and his love. Because you can get past anything else if you get that right. I'm trying not to be too look, overt in the things that I'm saying Uh, So, I don't know if that's gray, but what drives us? If if it's Jesus, it's gonna be real, it's gonna last, and it's gonna make such a difference. This fire that's in us. Because we we all want to do good for him. When I was early believer... I wanted to to do good for Jesus, I wanted to um, work for him, I wanted to serve for him, but it wasn't wasn't love, it was like payback. Well, Jesus, I was a dirty sinner. My heart was so far from you, my actions were so terribly far from you, I knew the truth about you. It wasn't like nobody had ever told me about Jesus people had, and I didn't want him because I didn't want to bow to somebody. I wanted to bow to myself and my addictions and my behaviors. And I didn't want to have to change. So you just got to be real about that. And so when I got saved, I thought, okay, I, I got to pay him back now. That is not the nicest tasting fruit, I might say. It's not. It's it's not good for pie. It's not good for fresh eating. It's not good for canning. You know what it's it's good for? We used to to work in a tree nursery, and we'd fill our pockets with choke cherries that weren't ripe yet, or sorry, um, plums that weren't ripe yet. They were like rocks, and we would fill our pockets with them. We'd walk around. Big full pockets, cargo pants, of course, right? So had the cargo pants full of these plums, and they were missiles, right? And so we would just throw them around, uh, you know, somebody's working over there, somebody's working over there, and we would just throw them at each other. It's all, it's all good fun, right? But, but wrong motivations don't land well. It's, it's so far from what's intended. Am I making sense? Smoke and fire. Let me tell you about smoke and fire. 1 Corinthians, Corinthians 13. We know this passage real well. Love chapter. Yeah, great. We can all quote it. It's all on our walls at home. When we got married, we all got a plaque. Did we get a plaque? No, we didn't. Almost everybody gets a plaque when you get married. Our love was so evident and so pure that we didn't need a plaque. (laughs) By the grace of God, 12 years later, my dear. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, that's good. But I have not love. I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers, so good, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, here's what I'm talking about. It's not about degrees. It's not about flash. It's not about even how a person makes you feel. It's the essence of who they are, their drive, their determination. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have all faith to remove mountains... But have not love, I am nothing. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a punk kid walking around with super hard plums in my pockets, throwing them at my coworkers. There's a pastor, famous preacher, that says you never have to advertise fire. Really old school guy, you never have to advertise a fire. It's evident. It's clear: doing beautiful things for God, being the best coworker in the world, being the best husband or wife in the world, but not being fueled, controlled, obsessed, urged on, struck, so overrun with the passion of God. You are a smoke-filled fire that chokes out its inhabitants. You're smoke, not fire. You know what smoke does? It asks for help. It's an SOS sign. It's a sign for people to come and help. Love comes to help, to rescue, to save, to redeem God's love in us puts us into action, not waiting for somebody to come and help us. Smoke is abrasive. It's toxic. You move around the fire, you got your little chair. Move around the fire, then the wind changes. Then everybody stays sitting while they move around the fire. Then you move around the fire, you sit down again, there it is again. And so you're moving again, right? It's abrasive. It's not helpful. People need fire, substance, action. But we need to be persuaded, gripped by something better than ourselves. People are so creative. They're so so wonderful. They're so, like, people are amazing. But if it's... If it's not the love of God, it's just not going to land. It's not going to land. Throwing papers everywhere. I don't know who cleans, but... First John talks about love a lot. The, the, the disciple that Jesus loved was, was obsessed with us being the love of God. Not being loving, but being the love of God. Our, and he's talking about motivations, the inner workings, the engine is a love engine. Consumed by God, that God would come and burn out everything else that isn't from Him and come and make a home in us. That we would flow of His goodness, a love that really saves, a love that really changes. We want fruitful lives. Are we tired of, of doing the wrong things? and getting all tired, getting all exhausted, and, and not seeing any fruit. In my experience, the love of God in us makes us turn off the planning center and go full on into action. And we end up going, well, that was, that was interesting that I did that. I don't, I don't know why I went and hugged that person. That, I, I hope they took it the right way or the wrong way. I hope somebody didn't mind that I said that or crossed that line. But but Jesus wants us to be ready and willing to go. And the love of Jesus in us is constantly looking for opportunities. It's not looking for title or permission or room. Sounds a little un- out of control and scary, actually, doesn't it? Like, what about order and prim and properness? Like, that would be good. What about rules and tradition? That would be good. No. So, you, what's your name? Mary. 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 So, Mary, you, sh- you spoke out, so you and I are going to talk for a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is good. So, how old are you, how old are you Mary. Okay, that's, you know what? She, she just told me, right? If you ask somebody how old they are and they say, I'm not going to tell you that, well, they just told you your age, right? Okay, so, so for the, those of you that can't see, Mary is a beautiful 73. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and I said traditions, rules, and somebody who knows tradition and rules real well said No. They don't work. Did they feed and nourish your soul? Did they bring lasting fruit? Or were they smoke? Smoke. So beautiful 73 Mary says smoke. What's that? I think, I th- well, everybody will help you remember now. Yes? Amen? You just got a new nickname. Anybody else want to speak out? <laughs> Thank you. Precious. I meant that. I'm not going to take it back. First John, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Well, that's a good test for how I'm doing. Anyone who does not love God does not know God, or sorry, does not love does not know God, because God is love. So if he burns out our insides, and he comes in, and our motivations change, and our hopes and dreams change, and the thing that just drives us every morning changes, and out comes not love, well, we need to relook at what just happened. Because the fruit, the fruit isn't representing the tree. So we have to look at it again. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only son into the world, that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God. Here's the power. Not that we have loved God, but that Wait, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation. You can can, uh, really impress your friends by saying propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected In us. That's amazing. So so the Bible is saying that if we receive the love of God and it doesn't flow forth, it's incomplete. We get stale and stagnant because we're not not flowing through. What happens when you choke a fire? Who has a fireplace? If it's not properly aired out, and you got places for it to go, and I don't know the inner workings, but I know the concept, right? You're going to choke it out. If you give a path for the, for, the, for the heat, for the fuel, it comes alive. God's love is perfected when we act it out. How's that for a motivation? Wouldn't that be amazing? Like... We get to heaven, and, and like there's two ways. Here's smoke. We get to heaven, and God says, good job. You really followed my letters to the T. You were faithful every week. Everybody knew it was your seat, and you gave all the time. And, and thank you so much. And you helped other people follow my rules. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You're still going to be blown away for thousands of years before you even get to begin to start saying, Okay, God, so what's this whole heaven thing all about? Right? But, but what if God said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You perfected my love, you broadcasted it because you received from me the love first for yourself forgiveness, grace, acceptance, fatherhood. But you shared it. You allowed it to consume you. And in that, you became completely solely motivated to share that to everyone around you. Well done. You perfected my love. That's that's crazy. But everything in its proper order, right? We, if, if somebody hasn't shown you love, right? If you came from a hard situation with your parents, if, if it wasn't really, a, like it was, if it wasn't affection, like we, we see and then we do. We see. And then we do. That's how, child, that's how people are made. See, internalize, do. Re-internalize. See, internalize, do. Re-internalize. That's everything. That's just life. And if we do that, right? Like, like my parent, if my parents never hugged me, if my parents never said good job, like, there's a strong bet that, that your kids, too, might not see that. It's just how it goes. We see, we experience, we internalize, we respond. This life. Right? And, and so, we're going to have a hard time giving love, which is the thing everybody needs we're going to have a hard time giving love if we haven't received that same love. It's just the way it goes. And so God is not saying, okay, sons and daughters that I have redeemed for your first and final assignment, I want you to conjure up all the love that you have within your broken beings and give that to the world. Right? Like... He's not saying that. And, and we do that, and it doesn't work. There's something just kind of not right about it. It's not up to what it could and should be, this love of God. It's fallen. It's, it's, it's needy. It's desperate. Because in our fallen nature, anything we love, we tend to have at least a little bit of an agenda, like just just a little one, the saints of LSAF a little less than everybody else, but right, like, okay, so if, if I love, help me out, man, what's what's happening, so if I love, right, you could just, i going to make him walk, so, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I got to stop. Um, where is he now? I'm here. All right. <laughs> if, I, if I love this animal, if I love this dog, it's going to give me all of the companionship I need. All oh right. Thank you. That's, that's nice. That's very loving. Right? If, if I love this dog, it's going to give me all the companionship I need. So I'm going to... I'm going to feel good in return, right? If, if I love my friends, they're going to accept me. They're going to make me feel good and popular and loved. If I love my spouse, they're going to keep filling my tank. Like, we do this. We, hey, in our marriages, come on. Come on. For those of you that are married, and it's mostly adults up here, Right? We always have a bit of motivation in us being loving, affectionate. Not always, but, right? (laughs) like we We do. I'm trying to soften the blow a little bit. Right? We do. Now, here's the difference. Here's the difference. Here's a little test. Use it this week or look back in your situation and tell me if this is true, okay? So, the love of ourself who seeks acceptance, love back, belonging, assurance, some sort of reward, right? We love and then hope to get the reward after, even if we won't admit it to ourselves, right? The love of God, that, that fire within us that we can't hold back is the reward? The motivation changes. You're motivated simply to, to pour it out because you, you can't hold it in. So it, you're not throwing out a line anymore. What am I going to catch? I'm going to I'm going to clean I'm going to clean the dishes up. So I'm going to just going to throw this line out here. I'm going to I'm going to See if I can jig it just properly. Anybody fish? Or am I just flailing around like a lunatic here? <laughs> right. Right? You're 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 fishing for something. But when the love of God consumes us, propels us, inspires us, motivates us, grips us, controls us. It's outpouring as the reward. I can't hold this in. And then you tend to kind of like unload on people. And, and I don't quite know how to, how to work with that yet. Uh, I'm not far enough in the love journey. Anybody ever do that? Like the love of, the love of God comes upon you. You're all Bible-believing, born-again, spirit-filled believers, right? And, and the love of God comes upon you, and you just kind of like, boom, on somebody, and it's like, well, man, I'm really, I'm kind of sorry for that. I'm kind of not, because like, I couldn't not share all that stuff with you, but I know that I kind of just blew you over. It's like, so much. Like, you didn't even give me your name, and you started weeping in front of me, and you started like, praying blessings over me, and like, Like, the love of God can be messy, because it's unplanned, and it's often almost more than we can do anything with. As I was preparing for this message, it actually really tripped me up, because I was like, okay, there's all these people that I need to love, and I don't have any time to do it. So I'm thinking, I'm cutting the meat, and I'm thinking like, okay, what if I work less hours? work less hours cuz i can't i can't seem to find all these people i can't seem to talk to them i have so much like hope and desire for them what if what if i like stop working a couple of days a week that i could like just totally have time with them it's like it's messy it's uncontrolled it's unconventional it's not traditional and, and It's it's where it's at. Very unpassive thing to say, but it's where it's at. Loving people, that's that's the life. Here's how it kind of looked for Paul. Romans nine. You can just listen. Here's what Paul probably said. Romans. They're not necessarily always sure, but I'm speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bears me witness to the Holy Spirit. That I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. Paul, the most joy-filled person, grace, grace, grace grace-filled person, know what he got saved for. Just dynamic ministry. That I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself was accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen according to the flesh. That's messed up. That's so against anything that makes sense. So, So the people that are trying to kill me Every day, I'm willing to give my eternal salvation and glory with the Lord and be damned forever so that they would come to Jesus. Don't measure, don't, don't measure your love against that, because that's not going to be good. Right? But this is what to expect. This is the only thing that matters. This is the only thing the world needs and this is the absolute center of a life lived for Jesus. Is that you'd have a crazy love that just makes no sense and overflows on it's just so wild, so countercultural, so unnatural and it's gonna have legs like you've never seen. The beautiful thing about God's love in you is you need no thanks. Because the reward is letting the love out. You don't need thanks, you don't need payment, you don't need affirmation, you don't need applause, you don't need title, you don't need nothing. Because when you're compelled, when you're overrun, when you're lovesick for the people around you, you just got to get it out. And you stop worrying about everything else. How are they going to take it? I don't care. What are they going to think of me? I don't care. What are they going to do with it? I don't care. Well, I think the love of God would show that you do care. And you never have to advertise a fire. Kinda heavy. Kinda like, okay, well, that's it's good. It's good. So all that's left is the fire. And that's just a daily regular constant, humble reliance on Jesus. Give me your love, 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 I don't even want the bread. I don't want the bread, just give me the love. Give me the love. That I would be obsessed. That I would stop worrying about what's my job? What's my title? What's my status? What's my acceptance? I worry about these things all the time. Why is this taking so long? Why is that taking so long? There should be a a time in every pastor's (laughs) sermon when they just get nailed, right? So here's mine, but like, we're worried about all the wrong things. How do we get young people into our church? How do we keep young people in our church? How do we minister to the city? How do we find out our real identity? When are people gonna know all the gifts that are within me? When am I finally gonna get the acclamation that I deserve? Those are annoying. They are, I like to say it lightly. Right? And it I I want, I want the love of God that makes my life so black and white. Because it's the only thing that matters. Your life will become so simple. in purpose, but really not simple in layout. It's gonna get really weird, probably. Really uncomfortable, really out of control. You're gonna have to give up all your plans. But your heart's gonna be a rocket ship every day that propels you into heights and places that you never thought, it's all gonna matter. Imagine that, well done, good and faithful one. You, in you, perfected the greatest love the world's ever known. You made it complete, you walked it out. Don't ever think that God doesn't want to do something amazing in your life. The the verse. He wants, if if you partner with me in my love, it will become greater than it could ever be. That's what the Bible says. Because this perfect thing is going to come out of such an imperfect vessel. It's going to look amazing. So, I want to pray scripture over us because that's really all we could do right now. For the love of God to be that thing that drives us into any and every circumstance, that makes us say yes to things that are... Like Poplar Hill, like... like if, if you had four or five people that were obsessed with the love of God that, that just were like, give me somebody. I, I gotta have somebody to love right now. Like, what? Lodge isn't working. There's no air conditioning. You got a tent? Is the tent gonna work? Because I'm not really here for the accommodations. I'm here for the love. Because I, I gotta have somebody to love. Like, now it's in me it's got to come out what a force that would be so let's pray that the love of God would become evident in our lives this is the rub I don't have any great ways to walk this out yes we read our Bible because that's where God is Yes, we pray, because that's where God is. Yes, we worship, because that's where God is. Yes, we humble ourselves, because God really hates proud people. Hates, uh, he hates the pride. He doesn't hate the people, sorry, right? But but we do the things that makes God want to come and show his love on us. And we internalize that, and we're... We're greedy little children wanting all the love of the Father. And then we're willing and looking to put it out. But then life gets really interesting. It gets really simple. And it gets really interesting. And then we're never really sure about what's going to happen next. So if that does not sound exciting to you, then, then please do not stand. And I want to, in full faith, pray that God would, would, would do the thing that we, we can't do. I can't call down the love of God on us. I can't speak it. I can't wish it. We can only humbly ask and be ready to receive it. Would you be willing to posture yourself to receive a fresh filling of the love of God for the purpose of readily wanting to flow that out on everyone that's around you? This will change everything. This is a faith that spills out of the pews into the community around us, which is the Christian life. Stand and, and receive. If you, In faith, it's not my prayer that does anything. It's not my reading of the word that does anything. It is only simply, purely the grace of God. Ephesians 3, f- feel free to read this often. Verse 14, for this reason I bow my... Somebody's going to have to help me out. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant us to be strengthened with power through his spirit in our inner being. The love tank so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith that us being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God perfected